Hi everyone, welcome to Ale of Time. Luke here, just introducing part two of our chat with Chloe Hoiberg and Michael Stanzel from Burnley Brewing. Picking up the conversation from last week, and if you didn't listen, maybe just go back and listen to it. But if you did listen and can't remember where we were, Dave was just about to, was just asking about the New Zealand IPA that he was about to drink, and Michael was about to tell us all about it. I've just opened a Get Lost. Can you talk me through it a little bit? That's actually a, a really good segue because, um, yeah, we've been talking about lagers this whole time. Um, but uh, as of the start of COVID, I know we're talking about COVID a lot, but I, that is our every day at the moment. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> of this. Yeah. COVID-19? Is that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, we've had to yeah, again pivot and whatever and we've actually somehow produced more beer in the last financial year than we did bef- the year before and everything like that so we're still growing which is fantastic to, to the point where we're um, actually planning expansions for brew house uh, a, a bigger packaging line more fermenters bright tanks centrifuges and shit like that um but it also means that we have more staff as well. Um, and so what I like to do or what we like to do is is have our more senior brewers, which, which will become everyone because everyone's being trained up at the moment and stuff like that. But the more senior brewers work not only at the production facility at Dandenong, they also brew whatever the hell they want at, um, at the Burnley site, which is kind of like our pilot system. So 500 litres and they can brew literally anything they want. Um, and then once they've done that, figured out that and have made a few banging recipes and whatever, then each year they do um, their own beer, which will be packaged and kegged so they can go out to bars and restaurants if they are open. Um, and, and we call that the staff series. So um, this year we've got Julia, um, Julia, who's been with Burnley for just over two years now and is um our longest uh yeah yeah actually our longest um employee at burnley uh, at the at the brewery i mean um and cal as well who's a who's a new brewer who's been with us for just um for actually almost a year as well now too um and so julia is a lot like me and loves her traditional beers um and she focuses more towards um belgian beers um so last year she brewed a Belgian wit beer, which was a banger. Um, and then this year she did a Belgian blonde. Did you try the um, the Dolly Parton beer we did? No, I did not. You guys are fake fans. <laughs> Jesus. But wait, are you fake that? fans of Dolly or fake fans of you guys? Oh, oh, Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fake fan of Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll send you some. It's a, it's a beautiful blue can that um, it's called Big Wig. And basically it's a love letter to Julia's love of Dolly Parton. Um, yeah, so so Julia did um, the Belgian Blonde, but so what it is is that that brewer um, has absolute control over everything, over design, uh, size of packaging, recipe, how much they want to do, where it want, where it's meant to go, and whatever. So they get to step into to well all of the shoes, so sales head brewer. I mean, whatever. we still sell it for them, but they kind of get to see what a average day kind of looks like for Michael and I. So it's like, um, again, they're meant to be reflected in, in, uh, you know, like I still love seeing Burnley on the shelves at shops that I walk into. So 
this idea kind of stemmed from creating that same feeling for brewers who had given us a lot of time and energy. Yeah. So, so Julia this year, yeah, did the Belgian blonde and Cal is, um, did the, um, the New Zealand, um, IPA that you're drinking right now, which is the get lost. Cal is like a bit of a, with blessings, a hippie. Mm. So we (laughs) did it in a way where it's like, it's the most environmentally friendly beer that we've ever done. Um, and he wanted to work with an illustrator, illustrator named Luke, who, did something with us for good beer week um and it's just a cracking beer it's so beautiful i love the 440s the 440 format especially it looks absolutely perfect 100 percent. it's the best format mm. yeah uh, he's oh sorry and cow's also a, a lover of um, freak. freak and also um loves um experimenting with new hop varieties and and stuff like that so whenever new hops come on the um you know come into rotation or something like that or experimental hops um Carl always nudge me and say hey mate can you get five ten kilos of that and we say wanna... stop talking to me don't look me in the eye <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so yeah i'll get those hops and then cow will play around with them at the brew pub um which is which is kind of fun and um so yeah so so julia did the belgian blonde again sticking to the traditional belgian beers that she loves um and cow did this get lost which is a six percent hazy new zealand um, ipa so all the ingredients minus the well, water and yeast uh sourced from new zealand and um i i personally get um well actually dave you tell me what what you're getting well from i'll it, tell so. you what so I've got a question straight up because I've finished three quarters of the beer by now. It kind of struck me as like firm bitterness immediately and then it sort of like dissipates gently, which is um, uh, very pleasant. It doesn't seem that visually hazy. Did you hop it during fermentation or was it hopped during fermentation? Yeah, so this is a double dry hopped beer. Um, So um using oh jesus cow's gonna kill me i can't remember what hops are in it i have to look (laughs) i have to look on my phone um but it is yeah dry hopped on day zero and then about you know day four ish when it's been attenuated like 60 ish percent of this finisher like 75 80 ish um so so yeah so yeah um, I think the the main style, Cal, uh, the main idea Cal had for this was it was meant to be like that super approachable IPA. I feel like a lot of people are like nice um, fruit salad over hops <laughs> yeah. right now from a lot of IPAs. So it's meant to be like if you are stepping into your beer, your craft beer journey, this would be a great IPA to start with because it's really balanced. It's like really delicious. If that's the approach, then I think the execution is yeah, outstanding because um because that's that's exactly the way it comes across. But there's like there's a like an initial firmness with the bitterness that mm. sort of like establishes itself. But then everything is very gentle and everything plays mm. off each other very well. Um it's really, really good. I think yeah, that actually yeah. describes Cal pretty well as a pretty gentle, <laughs> gentle nice dude. <laughs> the, um, the bitterness is interesting because I, I had one last night uh, and it was lovely, crushed it really quickly. Um, but it's got 15 IBU on the back of the can and I'm like, oh, I felt like I got more than that. Is that a typo or is that just? No, no, that's that's so um, the IBUs that we calculate is from the kettle. Yeah, um, okay. it's a rather, I mean, okay, this is, this is going to sound nuts. This is a, a large dry hop for Burnley. So 
we don't go more than eight grams per liter of dry hopping because I don't see need for it. Well, actually, none of the brewers really see need for it. Because mm. um, I, I, be, I, I believe that the um, the cons outweigh the pros um, more when you add add more. But you're hops. also not a hophead. Some people do believe that. Yeah, I know. That, they're, that's, they're more than welcome to, but yeah, yeah. But that's me personally. So this is a rather larger dry hop um so i think you get a bit of like perceived um uh hop bite i guess you get from 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 a larger dry hop again i know eight grams isn't that much you know compared to a lot of other breweries um but that's 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 uh what yeah what i think and also i I get a lot of um from aroma and flavor i get this massive punch of um apricot from Mm, from this one yeah and then also I noticed that it's brewed with um, oats, which I wouldn't have picked up uh, without knowing it. But then once you know it's there, you go, oh, I see how that sort of just like plays into the mouthfeel and sort of like works yeah, with everything yeah. else. It's, um, yeah, it's a very, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, delicately executed beer. Yeah, we're pretty lucky with the, um, so basically how we get people is like we, um, obviously employ predominantly females, but if you're going to join our team, then you have to be willing to educate. To do our TikToks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and pose nude, but that's for personal oh, reasons. You know, like we want to hire people for, <laughs> for, for kind of the future of Burnley. So we don't want to hire someone for six months. We want to hire them for, um, you know, hopefully – however long they're willing to work with us. So the way that we kind of um, let people develop their skills is like we will pay for their IBD um, and we'll pay for any any development training that they want. Burnley will cover it with the intention that you'll pass that language and training on to the next person and they will start that journey and you can support them and train them up. Um, because I get really annoyed when I see companies hiring and getting annoyed when not enough people apply because they don't personally want to cover that education fee. I always feel like businesses should be willing to adapt to what they want that person to be um, educated in. It's a massive skill shortage in the brewing industry yeah. anyway. So, um, so yeah, I mean... I guess well, every, Burnley, every we take that pretty seriously. Yeah, we we so, take education and development pretty seriously. Yeah, which may surprise you. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so speaking of the future, what what's I guess you've got all these October fairs beers coming, uh, and I've just got a message from uh, listener Jack, who works at Mister West, Jack Roebuck. Oh, yeah. uh, hi, Jack. By the way, um, oh, yeah. lovely guy hey. and. Yeah, a nice champion of Burnley beers, um, Lily's partner that we talked about. That um, yes, that, that is so inbred, but by pure mistake. <laughs> what do you? Let's isolate that. Let's isolate. No, so so basically, when we were talking about our club, the Double Bock. Um, oh, did you guys try the Double Bock? Yeah, I loved it. Serious banger. I was so nervous about that beer. I can't remember last time. I get really nervous every time Jack tries our beers. Because um, he's got such an amazing he, the palette. The palette is absolutely incredible. Him and Will We're Zabelle. only saying this because you know he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Will Zabelle probably have the best palettes of people. Wow, that's 
Let's not go. Let's not get carried away. So uh, I was looking at his Instagram account and saw his profile photo and I went to the artwork and didn't realise that was his partner and then asked him in the email, like, who did that artwork? So we were looking for an artist in residence at the time as well um, and turned out to be Lily, who is so incredibly talented and, and fits um, – fits what we wanted to be doing in the next 12 months. And also she, I don't know if you guys met her, but she's just so lovely and so nice and so kind and so um, talented that together they're like a serious power couple. So it's a little bit intimidating. <laughs> You've just said artist in resident twice. You want to maybe uh, explain that a bit? Yeah. Do you guys have time? I've got nothing but time. So we basically came out of lockdown and realized there's probably a lot of, um, you know, like the, the, future of Burnley is hopefully very different in the fact that we have like we want to have our alcohol-free line, a seltzer line, a barrel age and hopefully a spirit um, arm of that in the next coming months to a year. Month and to so a year? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We don't feel around, my dude. Um, and so when we were talking about, loosening up the branding and like drawing a clear line in the sand from lockdown Burnley to freedom, which now seems like a little bit silly, but we wanted to start working with an artist who was kind of going to take our beers to the next um, spot. And we wanted to work with somebody who themselves was a massive beer drinker and was massively um, engulfed in the community as well. Um, so we decided to work with Lily. We also kind of met Lily and kind of formed the program around her. Like we were only meant to be having one design from her and thought how incredible she would be to work with. So we decided to let her do four cans. Um, and she's basically, uh, completely changed our tap room as well. So the tap room used to be pretty clean and like inner city cool. Now it's like, uh, Hoppo calls it a Paris apartment. So like there's artwork everywhere and there's like a shrine. <laughs> it's like a shrine to Lily and her incredible artwork. Um, so I do a Harry shrine actually. We should, we're going to do it. No, we'll do um, employee of the month and Harry can be every. <laughs> that rules. Every month. Every month. Yeah. I, like I mean, that. if you're talking All about like- pure merit, Harry probably gets a nod every month anyway, doesn't he? Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Or we should have like a person behind it and Harry's just blocking that person. <laughs> I like it. Um, so back to Lily. Basically, it's always interesting. I think uh, we were talking about young businesses being able to pivot really easy. I think us meeting Lily was a really good example of that. Like we thought we are going to do one label with her, then she became our artist in residence and then she unknowingly has completely transformed our tap room. So it's, it's pretty amazing what, one person can do even when they're not aware of it. I, I would so say that that's awesome thing. straight across the board. <laughs> However, I, I might have to like uh, review my opinion. Has she put artwork over the announcement on the wall where we announced you, the newcomers? Nah, nah. No, that's still there? Okay. <laughs> no, that's still there. there. All right, Lily, good we'll job. have that with Brad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's still there. So basically that, I mean, you'll have to come back in, but um, that wall is like our community wall. So any um, any awards that we've gotten or like any community groups that we sponsor all go there. And then Lily's, the first thing you see when you walk in is now Lily's Shrine. 
That's what's up. Luke, you've missed a bombshell and I've got questions to follow up with. The, the future months to a year is what was the, was what is quoted. Looks <laughs> like a new uh, seltzer line and potentially a spirit line coming. Okay. Please tell me about this. Okay, so obviously we... <laughs> so when we say months... I was expecting, <laughs> what, five years? Five years, that's, that's about... That's yeah. No, so... Oh, yeah, like, no, actually, we Poe's actually absolutely right. So. Yeah, obviously, fuck yourself. I just don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to lock ourselves into a timeline. Um, so we're, we're currently... Um, so uh, this kind of loops, loops back to something that Burnley strongly believes in, is like, um, you know, you're never going to see, like... A sexy label on our a sexy woman on our can or like sexualized people selling our beer or even for like international women's day we never really post anything because we kind of because women should not be celebrated one day one day they should be, they should be hired Any, and employed and given leadership positions <clears throat> permanently like it shouldn't be something that is isn't a token yeah yeah, 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 and I'm not saying that people shouldn't be doing that. I'm just saying that we don't. Like we, as in you shouldn't ever tokenize women, but you can celebrate them in any, any way you want. We just purposely hire predominantly female and um, make sure our branding is and even our images on social media are as gender neutral and empowering to women as possible. And that's just something that even more so in the last couple of years we've hammered down on and made made it a priority. Like when obviously that incredible Crafty Pint article was, re- was released, I think it was great to see other breweries realising their mistakes, but I'm not sure how Maybe permanent. Just a light on the issue. Yeah, I'm not sure how permanent that um, shift will be. And that's only because I'm a cynical asshole. But the thing that's really annoyed me the most with Seltzer is it seems like a... Um, excuse to body check so the branding is always beachy themed hot white blonde people are always advertising it at the beach it's always got the calories on it which as somebody who is I I had an eating disorder when I was younger so I'm always hyper aware of those things somebody that is recovering from that um infliction I don't know I don't know what to say covering from that is hyper aware of that so for our Salter line, it's essentially made for like inner city Melbourneers. So there's going to be no calorie reference. The branding isn't going to be inner city. It's going to be um, kind of the the seltzer for everyone. I'm not sure if you ever heard of a brewery called Oedipus from Netherlands. No. <laughs> so basically they had incredible, um, and this is when we had Wild Animal, they had beers that were designed to push people out of their social norms. So our seltzer, seltzer is going to be more for everyone. There's going to be very few pink colours on it. It's going to be kind of like the higher, craftier seltzer. I like to say like an urban seltzer that yeah, you're going like to have at your... Yeah, it's like urban emos at a picnic in Edinburgh Gardens. Or at your bowls club. At a bowls club. We fucking love bowls club. I'm so glad that you used you didn't use urban as a euphemism for black as well, but urban is no. what urban to us in Australia is. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, wait. What's urban to Australia? Black? Did you? Say? No, no. So no, a lot of people. When they, yeah, urban is such a coded word in in a lot of marketing or yeah. like even musical awards. I mean, yeah, urban music. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, very yeah. loaded. 
Like yeah, but you guys. Oh no way! Please, I never actually clicked to that. But yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's just code for this is black music. Yeah. Whereas, this like, this is the, the place we put black things. Like, if you if you thought about it in our in our sense of the word, the quintessential urban venue for us is probably the tote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Doesn't quite match up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Oh, yeah. So when when is yeah. that happening? What's so it's in tank. It will be done. No, in... it's... Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going in week. tank next rule. week. Yeah. Fuck a dog. Let me finish. Um, <laughs> and it will be re- it will be finished. It will be kind of like done in three weeks. We don't release anything until we're ready. So it will be done in three weeks whether or not it's released in three weeks is another story but it will be appearing very soon because you know it, we might not be happy with it might yeah have to it might just it, have to try another a little bit but yeah. essentially um we're also getting a pasteurizer oh cool um so we will be doing mainly because have you guys ever read handmaid's tale Yes. if you guys want to talk about this find me on instagram because i want to chat um <laughs> but basically um, the alcohol-free range is designed in case that happens and I can drink beer. But um, as my friends kind of oh, get, Jesus. Okay. As now. my friends get to uh, the age where they're planning having, having on babies. having babies. Yep. Um, I we've got Harry. So yeah, yeah. We've got, <laughs> and we secretly hate each other. Um, <laughs> that we kind of want to be, and this kind of comes back to the pillar of Burnley, we want to be inclusive to everyone and, like, if you're a designated driver, I still feel like you should have something that's of quality to drink. And even if you're like, you know, going out for dinner and you don't want to have a big one, there should still be a great um, alternative to that. You shouldn't have to be drinking like Diet Coke. You should be able to have something that is as close to what your friend is drinking as possible. Well, it's like, so in in Germany, um, you can actually drink beer while you're driving as long as you're below the zero point what is it, 0.05 limit, which astounded me. I thought my mates were taking the piss until they actually did it. Um, they could still be kind of fucking with you. No, they, no. They, <laughs> one of them told me he didn't speak English, and then my best friend came over and he was speaking fluent English with her. Like, so like, you tell me what's real. <laughs> grammar, grammar was better than ours. Yeah. It was insane. Um, but... Um, but like the German non-alcoholic beers, like the non-alcoholic Hefeweizens, um, Pilsners, and whatever that they you, you get from, uh, whatever brewery um, you're, you're getting them from, um, are so next level yeah, and so such good. Um, okay, this is probably a bad way of saying it, but like interpretations of um, full strength beers um, that are. It, it's something that we should have here as yeah. well. Mm. Um, a lot of those beers, you know, use a different style of of of, um, of creating those non-alcoholic beers, which is called vacuum distilling, which is something that a lot of craft breweries would never be able to afford because it's expe- a very expensive equipment. However, the way that we can do it is also s- there's still no limits on being able to make good quality non-alcoholic beers mm. um, for everyone, for every um, situation, whether it be, uh, designated driver or just not wanting to get wasted or you've got a marathon the next day or whatever. You got drunk before the marathon that we had to run together, so we not, know that that's not that's, a real truth. But that's also not the point. <laughs> <laughs> you um, run it off. You run it off. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, it's just about being inclusive, though. Like, it's yeah. just about, I mean, I feel like I've mentioned that a couple of times today already, but, um, you know, that's the main pillar for us is just doing the best inclusive brand that we can, um, which I think I feel like we do well. And that's, it kind of calls back to hopefully that trickles down to everything we do as well. So tap rooms inclusive as possible, um, the canning, the, the branding, whatever, we kind of want to make it a really, you know, if, if you don't know beer, Burnley can be a really great place to start. Or if you're a beer aficionado, Burnley is still the place to go. But oh. then barrel age stuff. So we still have our branding from our um, brewery in Germany. Mm. And it's beautiful which was, Yeah, which was called the uh, Wild Animal Brewing Company. Yeah. And Hoppo, our suppose, business partner. Um, I don't really know what to address him as because he gives me a lot of eggs. He has these amazing chooks <laughs> in his property and gives me a lot of eggs. So. Why, why would you and address say, him based on your eggs? Yeah, that's what I say. My egg supplier. <laughs> he, own, he is involved in a couple of incredible wine bars. So I think he has this amazing eye for when it comes to that heightened branding. Um, and I think he sees the branding that we had in Germany, which is beautiful branding. As our if we barrel don't mind so ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> ended, um, as the next progression for our barrel age program. So um So like an offshoot of Burnley. So we've got Burnley Brewing, then the Wild Animal Barrel Program or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um as an offshoot of Burnley, which would be pretty cool. Because we already have um a good twelve got a fair few barrels at, at the Dandenong site already that are just sitting there aging away with some, you know, pretendomyces doing their thing. I mean, last year we did release a barrel age beer because we thought we are going to go down. So we're like, see you later. Essentially, <laughs> it was going to be like the bake. You know how the, when the Titanic sunk, the baker survived? Oh, I thought you were going to say the band kept playing. Oh, no, no. Fuck that would have been good too. No, no, I'm not the band. I'm the baker, baby. So the baker went in, drunk all the whiskey and basically got his blood so warm that he survived the night. I didn't know that at all. That's, that sounds like it's made up, but I like it anyway. No, it's it's actually it's, true. I mean, you, it's actually if true. I am wrong, I'm still going to continue yeah, that yeah, with yeah. my I life. I'm not going to fact check it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that Burnley will keep growing and hopefully having more venues. And um, we were meant to be going interstate at the start of the year to South Australia and New South Wales, obviously. <laughs> we're going to have a, uh, an opening in New South Wales, um, which is which, well, which, which, which literally what could have been, am I right, boys? What could have been? <laughs> um, so yeah, we've kind of we still kind of have that drive to take our products and brand to the next place. So hopefully, when we catch up next for the podcast, I'm inviting myself back. We have another <laughs> venue and we're meeting up in person at that venue. So, god damn it, you guys, you. We're coming near the end, basically, of our, what I thought would be the natural end. And you mentioned so many things in there that we could talk for another hour on. <laughs> so uh, Interstate was about to happen and then you've kind of pulled the pin? Well, it just didn't seem responsible at that point. Like New South Wales was obviously going into its... Um, the, well, the lockdown that is now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the lockdown that is now. Uh, so I, I think for, for us, we were so burnt from last year that it didn't seem responsible to do that. So, like, we didn't want to send stock up there 
and dump it with businesses that might have to go into lockdown and that stock was just going to sit there. Same with New South Wales. We didn't want to send it there and us not to be able to go there just in case. So just as like everything we do is particularly purposeful and the internet, the um, interstate launches were kind of extension of that. So we just kind of assumed the worst was going to come and didn't extend the plans in the way that we wanted to. So it was a launch rather than a venue or is a venue still? Oh, no. So we weren't doing an interstate venue. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, That's what that's... it sounded like. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> um, could be, could be, TIC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a good idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, the interstate venue, no. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, the launch just didn't seem um, responsible. Yeah. Because you don't want to dump beer on people and them not being able to sell it for what is yeah, now what, a of... couple of, what, three months-ish yeah. now or yeah. whatever. It's just not a good thing to do, I don't think. Um, the other thing you said was, I mean, you you gave the metaphor of Burnley being the Titanic. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, did like that last year. Okay, like, yeah. And you were just going to – and that's why you did a barrel lease. You're like, all right, it's over with. We're going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that every was... kind of release that we did last year had that vibe of like – could be our last one, but we're going out with a bang. So, well, we we started the Lager series, uh, which was our attempt to, uh, like, like uh, we said earlier, was our attempt to get people um, excited about lagers. So they were like fruited lagers, mod- modern versions of lagers, all named after TikTok trends. Yeah. As well. So the the <laughs> final one that we released in um or whenever it was um called it it is what it. It is what it is, which Probably was symbolic. Yeah, symbolic or, or which good... is also a reference to Love Island. Do you guys watch Love Island? No. Oh my god! I can't imagine what it must be like to have a life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could have answered that question. I'll tell you no. what. That's not the barrier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you do start watching it, my group chat is lit. <laughs> but yeah, so the. Is what it is was, you know, a summary of 2020 because we thought 2020 was behind us, but uh, obviously it just continued on. We're in 2020.2, part two, One? whatever. 2021. Yeah, no, but 2020. Oh, part point two. six then. Why six? six? I don't even fucking know what that's <laughs> for. I'm just trying to enhance it. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, I forgot the question. Uh, it is what it is. Oh, wait. No, so Titanic. Yeah, Richmond did feel like the Titanic for sure for a while. Um, And even like you guys have – Dave, have you been to Richmond? Yeah, Dave's been there, definitely. A couple of times, yeah. Okay, he's there. I was too busy listening to Love Island or whatever we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it felt – it's very weird going to venues where the the life felt like it was – the light felt like it was dimmed and we weren't sure when we are going to turn it back on. So like Richmond itself is such a beautiful big space that when it's empty with one staff member selling takeaways, it feels like it's one staff member filling the takeaways. Like it's designed to be a place where you meet your family and you have drinks with your friends. It's just like that beautiful space. Mm. Um, And I think, because we know it as, as that, it felt weird going back there every time and seeing it as like, you know, flogging stock and just trying to make make it through. Mm. So it, it did for sure feel like the Titanic at some points. Mm. 
Um, yeah, that was pretty depressing for a yeah. bit, wasn't it? But I think, like, <laughs> wait, like, I think the thing that at least we know is like the days after we come out of lockdown, how fucking great they are. Like, how great it is to go to a pub for the first time, and how great it is to hug your parents for the first time, and like, that. I think it's kind of sad, but also great that we get to have those firsts all over again. So we get to, you know go up and order a pub at happy hour and have problems paying for it because our card gets declined. Like I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think the fact that we have, we get to have those firsts now again is kind of amazing, but also sad. Incredible positivity that I think. Yeah. (laughs) You know why? I fucking love the Rye RSL um, because it has really cold furfies. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, tongue actually, freezing cold furfies. <laughs> when, we, when we came out of the um the second lockdown, um the yeah, first place we went to was the uh, Rye RSL. Um, got oh, a, is it the RSL? The hotel. I don't even fucking know. We were there. Well, we went to the well both really, mm. but the first one we went to was the RSL. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, got a pot in a Palmer. Palmer. Oh my god, that best, was the best one I've ever. Had. I bet that pint was like incredible oh. too. It was nine seconds. That, yeah. That, that, yeah, that first pot was the best pot of oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Which is, but which I is, think that's the kind of the good thing about where we are now. Like we, we know that we have to get through some really hard things. Um, but I, for one, am, am looking for, you know, even if it's good beer week next time that we're all together again, the fact that we will never take it for granted those, those moments. Is yeah. Really yeah. Nice. Definitely. Definitely appreciate it a lot more. Mm. Actually, there's a little plug then. So um, we talked about the Oktoberfest um, beers that were, um, we did brew that were meant to be on tap for our Oktoberfest celebrations, which obviously can't happen now. Um, we're putting them all into a couple of um, beer packs. So we'll have, what is it, 15 different. So it's over two different packs. Um, yeah, I think it's 15 different beers. 15 exclusive beers so the wholesalers will have them like jack who we just mentioned from mr west before i derailed that conversation is also getting them <laughs> just it just gets me but the <laughs> festival is called um, well it's, it's the the beer packs called the zusammen gefühl pack and so that word mm. is one word zusammen gefühl is a german word that means the feeling of togetherness and um and uh We've called it that because I feel like it's funny watching people try and say it. Basically, that's for <laughs> sure. That's as valid yeah. a reason as any. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the different time, like we're we're going to be filming the like tasting notes in our house in Rye. So I think the fact that while we again these beers are Burnley's love languages, the fact that we can't be having them together is it's still pretty incredible that we'll be creating that false kind of the the feeling that we wanted to by inviting people into our, our home with manically painted walls so um i hope <laughs> doing dog me here boy <laughs> um we're just gonna create where we can the feeling that we're together so we're uh, god normally i say just google it but how do people find it because i'm no one's gonna be able to google that so basically <laughs> if you go to um the exhibition center and you walk 15 paces to the left and then look directly at the sun no <laughs> bro you're gonna stop me because i'll keep going um you can buy it from our so you can buy the mixed packs from our tap room definitely as of the 19th they're all getting canned on the 18th 
Um, so you can buy the number one mix pack on the 18th. They will sell out. So if you're interested, get them ASAP. Um, and then the next one will come out either in four weeks or if everything does sell out kind of ASAP really. But there's some seriously banger beers. Like the best beer that we do is our Weizen and that's going to be in there. Yeah, because um, Weizen um, is without a doubt my favourite beer to brew and drink. Um, so, so Hefeweizen, Weissbier, depends on what region you're from and however you say it. But without a doubt, my favourite beer. And um, unfortunately, we can't brew it at our um, Dandenong location because of the limitations of our brew house. Hmm. Um, which will change because of our new brew house upgrade. We'll be able to do that. Um, so that's something to look out for as well. When we have the new brew house, I want to put a vice beer or Weizen beer into can, which would be great fun. Um, Just, but can you, can you give us like a quick summary of why you can't brew it at your current, at the brew house? So mash temperatures. Okay. Um, so um, I find that a lot of the, um, wheat beers um that have been non-german wheat beers that have been brewed um either dominate in banana or clove but don't oh no dominate in banana a lot or they're more wit oh yeah or towards the wit style but they that banana aroma is just massive and that clove doesn't really come through as much um because in the mash profile you need to build the building blocks that do turn into four four vinyl gaiacol i can't pronounce it properly but four vinyl gaiacol that's the um the 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 aroma that is the clove mm. in um in german wheat, uh, wheat beers um so if you don't have a a mash ton that can do step mashing or decoction mashing or something like that then you're not able to build those building blocks that the yeast needs to turn that uh that building block into that um aroma so luckily our brewery at our pilot brewery at burnley can do that so we can do it on a very small scale so we can only do 500 liters at a time um so it's it's not worth it um for a canning run um unfortunately as it Um, is worth it it's just not feasible yeah true yeah true that's that's the right way of saying it um Mm. but um as i have brewed it um for obviously Oktoberfest, but that's not happening now so now it's like well what are we going to do with it let's can it so i cannot be more excited you to be can honest. not be more excited <laughs> so um <laughs> so yeah so um yeah the vibes and oh, i can't wait yeah i'm fucking excited so about excited. that one i've been <laughs> so, so careful excited. about my language this whole podcast just fyi but um yeah i'm fucking excited about <laughs> that one <laughs> Um, yeah, that sounds really fun. I'm looking forward to trying that one for sure. Mm. Even like the the other random little ones that we've got. Well, like actually, the Dunkelweizen's fucking banger. Yeah, yeah. So actually, what's quite a funny um, is, so my whole brewing background, home brewing, brewing in Germany and everything like that, all I ever did was was lagers. I never brewed ales um, before really. Um, the only ale I ever brewed was um, Weizen beer, mm. um, and I'd brew that at a commercial level. Um, we would do uh, eight times five hundred hectoliters um, a week, so whatever that is. Um, That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot it's a fair bit. And <laughs> so, yeah, a large 
large brewery and that's what we do. But you know those funniest things? Sometimes I used to tag along with Michael when I was doing my IBD and they didn't have a woman's toilet. Right. I panicked where I was going to go. Yeah, that is Like true. I had to urinate every five seconds. <laughs> like I can, I'm got, I've got a can. I'm going to empty five. So, yeah, not many women in the beer industry in Germany. Yeah, it's almost like it's a toxic environment if you're not a white dude. Um, yeah, very sexist, actually, over there. Anyway, um, we digress. Um, <laughs> Don't bring up things we could do another hour of podcasting on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so Bruni in Germany is nothing but lagers apart from the wheat beer, and it wasn't until moving back to Australia and then Neil passing me, a, well, yeah, saying, okay, we got to do this pale ale IPA and stuff. I was like, holy shit, I've actually never done <laughs> that mm. stuff on a commercial level. Oh, we'd, done, we'd done it for our own brewery, but they were, oh, yeah, they yeah, were very much liters. targeted towards um, Germans. Like the, the pale ales here are absolutely different to the ones you'd find in England. Yeah, and our, 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 our batches for Wild Animal were quite small. We could only do – we had a 200-litre brew house – and we could do that three times a week. So it was teeny tiny, a fair ones. bit smaller. <laughs> than so family. how funny is this? This kind of tells you it's like the wild, wild west over there, essentially. Um, we released a beer hit. There was a cantaloupe stout. And essentially it was like, oh, what does this say? Wasn't it? It was like, it's, it's, does this taste like breast milk? Or no, no, something? it was it was called um breast milk stout. Oh yeah, that's right. But, um, <laughs> but we crossed out the breast. Yeah. So so you could very easily see it. Yeah, the but thing like, is, the thing is, so, oh god, you should have read Chloe's blurbs that she because nobody on really spoke English over there. Like, I can get <laughs> shit. Taking advantage. Yeah, yeah. But then, <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, fuck, did I ever? Also, because of the German purity law, obviously you can't add. Um, you can't even add oats. You can't add. Uh, dry hopping only became a thing in two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Mm. So like, basically, we were put into a corner of like weird weirdos and i was like yeehaw i think i might thrive in this corner <laughs> what, what, and I did. what we ended up doing on the labels though to um circumvent that um that issue is that we said it's a on our labels very small and we wrote it's a beer like drink so um if if the what's what's called the brewer's brotherhood which is oh, again jesus that's weird isn't it mm. anyway that that Brotherhood. God, that is really. How are you just realizing this? Respectfully. <laughs> How are you just realizing um, this? But if they were to approach us and say. Um, they. If. If the dudes. If the dudes. If he was to approach us. If they were to approach us. If rocked up, they would. If they were to approach us and say, hey, there's, there's, there's oats in here, there's coffee in here, there's whatever in here. It's like, oh. True okay, that. It's not a not beer. beer. It's yeah. a beer like drink. Yeah. So we we had our we had our um we were watching our backs yeah. <laughs> when we were doing our craft beers there because we did a fair few. Um, oh my gosh, um, my stepdad was worried uh, that um, Donald Trump was going to sue us, so we did. Oh, a, yeah. There's these peaches that are like they're called flach 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 fersich yeah flach fersich, yeah. and they're basically like donut peaches. Mm. Um, and we did a. It was a beer a, label it was a, it was that a was session pale ale. Yeah, session peach, um, flak fezik pale ale, and we did a label with Merkel and Donald Trump. And Donald Trump had these tiny baby hands, and that was called "You Don't Respect Me." 
And you, know, you don't have to respect women. Did you just correct me? Because that is fucking simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, but mine was right. Uh, yeah, whatever. I feel um, like we fucked you there, really. Yeah, said so the wrong thing on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my stepdad was worried that Donald Trump was going to sue me. Like that was the biggest of his the biggest of his problems after his recently elected. <laughs> yeah, he had a few other things going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like those donut peaches. You can get them uh, during fruit season at good fruit and veg they're places. Nice, right? yeah, 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 they're fun. I just like them because they're fun shaped. They are. Yeah, they're yeah. really easy to eat on the go because you yeah. can hold the pip quite easily. You ever had one, Dave? Never. No, this is my first experience even hearing about a donut peach. Just so. Google flat peach and they're a little delight. Uh-huh. They're flat so peaches. good. Um, but, yeah, so that, that label, as Chloe was referring to, had – did you ever see the um the meeting the first time Donald Trump and Angela Merkel met? I'm sure I Most saw the photos. Yeah, yeah a, a lot Basically, of stuff happened like, since then. It was yeah. the most, yeah. it was yeah, true. She didn't most, want to shake her hand. It was the most awkward thing ever. And like and, she's not she's not idolized over there, but she's respected. Um, so I think I mean I don't know Germans that supported him already, but I think that was kind of the line in the sand for most people that thought like. Oh, actually, it's going to be pretty safe four years after they saw that. Like, nine. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we brewed a beer in reference to that, which was kind of fun, um, and tasted banging. Yeah, it was pretty good. Nice session pale ale with some uh, flach or donut peaches. Um, yeah. Are you going to use donut peaches again in a beer? Well, the Actually, thing really is, hard to get. There, yeah, really hard to get, and like yeah. the quantities quantities that we could get over there were pretty easy. But as well, like if we ever do fresh fruit over here, we would make sure it's pasteurized again, um, just to make sure that shelf life. Like with wild animal, we couldn't hold on to stock. Like we sold out of everything before we'd even brewed it. Yeah, because so, they're such small batches. Um, and we we're like the first brewery in that first craft brewery in that area so people used to drive from like three hours away to get stock and um the we knew that they were going to be gone within the next 20 minutes like people kind of drunk them as soon as they got them Mm. um but we did recreate a beer that we had that was the strawberry wit beer um that we iconically made a spelling mistake on it with an extra d the cinnamon. <laughs> oh, cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say none of those words have got any D's in them, so an extra D. Yeah, 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 yeah baby. They, yeah. It's 2021. There's a yeah. D in cinnamon. <laughs> it's iconic because you guys made a TikTok of it, though. You did. Yeah. So I think that's that kind of harks back to what we do well is like we will be the first to make fun of ourselves because we are again are trying to delete any sense of like gatekeeping. Um, we're very good at making fun of ourselves or our staff are just very good at making fun of us and then we just post that online. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, what's funny about that um, strawberry whip beer, when we did have it in um, in, uh, Germany, it was called Daddy Issues. Which was, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, again, I could get away with anything over there. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's really funny because I don't think that beer would have had done so well online if we didn't claim the spelling mistake i think we made it obvious like we were releasing our own memes before we'd even done it which encouraged most of the social media influencers in that beer world to do the same thing um and it's interesting what can happen if you are willing to 
make a joke of yourself first. Mm. Mm. It's a good way to do yeah. it because yeah, sure. It, I think it's it's, it's how Eminem ultimately or B Rabbit ultimately won the battle in Eight Mile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, symbolically. He ate all that spaghetti and thought, I've carbo-loaded here. I'm going to win something. God damn it, Mum. Yeah. You've done it again. <laughs> but, I mean, oddly enough, we were even talking about um, Kevin Rudd today and how he successfully has turned that, like, down ball king meme into something that works for him rather than against him. I don't know anything about that. Oh. Well, so he went to a, a high school or primary school or whatever, played down ball, and uh, wasn't the most coordinated PM playing down ball. Um, uh, but, um, you know, people, you know, pointed at it, laughed at it, whatever, and he just completely owned it. Mm. And uh, and people were just like, actually, this bloke's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the Pfizer, Mr. Rudd. Well, <laughs> ultimate way to get in front of anything. Like, that's very, exactly, very savvy yeah. to get in front of anything, yeah. Oh, for sure. Get in front of it, make it work for mm-hmm. you. You know, I don't think it's um, completely unrealistic that even businesses make mistakes. And if it's if you don't stop to like laugh, then you're going to cry very easily. You should see. Uh, you've probably seen how many mistakes I make through the IBA or Good Beer Week accounts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> respectfully, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm a terrible proofreader. Uh, move, Bro, I've got dyslexia, so don't. Even, I, I proofread something with an extra D. So who am I to judge? <laughs> um, now I need to. I need to wrap this up because I got to go make some steak. Bloody steak nice. night at the uh, Robertson Bemrose household. Uh, if people want to jump on, find you guys TikTok, find Burnley, find out anything about it, what do they do? Where do they go? Um, on to Instagram. We're pretty pretty heavy on the, the gram. So, so yeah, so Instagram is at Burnley Brewing. Um, there's also the at Burnley Brewing behind Stop the beers. Stop plugging your own shit. Nobody wants to fucking follow that. <laughs> you want to get your own followers. <laughs> do it like Rod did and make your own name. <laughs> so at Burnley Brewing behind the beers and Damble Master. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at Burnley Brewing is most of our social handles. You can find us online too. Um, yeah, send us your Elizabeth Holmes theories. Yep. Get the, uh, get the Oktoberfest pack. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Um, thanks for having us on. I really appreciate no, it. No, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, absolute pleasure.